Welcome to Southern Sisters Radio, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them. Join us as we celebrate life from a Southern point of view. Here's your host, author, founder of Southern Sisters Home, Jenny McCormick Earhart. Hey everyone and welcome to the Southern Sisters Radio show, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them Mm -hmm. and us. We got a lot to talk about today. Oh yeah, it's a full show today. It's it's a full show and uh, it's a great day in the South. This is unseasonable weather in the South. I don't know for where a lot of our listeners are from a lot of different places. Um, but if you're thinking it's uh, freezing cold, it, it got a little colder this week. It did. Yes, it did. Yeah. So I actually had to put the shorts away. <laughs> what, is, what is wrong with this picture? Yeah, I know. It's definitely it, weird when you're like, oh, heavy coat. I can put that away. Right. Oh, nope. Nope. I got to get it back out. I know. And I might as well keep it out. And then now. Uh-huh. Mother really Nature is messing with our heads. <laughs> I don't know what to wear. And my boots, you know? I was hot in them last week. It yeah. just is not... It doesn't really feel like boot wear. Today's nice and cold, though. And I actually was in the backyard in my fluffy robe and my... Uh, Rain boots today. In your hiding spot? In my hiding spot. <laughs> you may have heard me talk about this before. There's a little spot in my backyard. Uh, my, I, I'm on a cul-de-sac, so the yards are angled. And, uh, you know, if I'm in my backyard, my neighbor, there's a particular neighbor that can see me. So I've got a little spot on my uh, on my back porch where I can go out there and take the dog out and not be seen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, so sometimes Dixie doesn't cooperate, my Australian shepherd. And uh, she's gotten into this really bad habit. It's... it's uh, Kind of annoying and kind of strange. Uh, I throw the frisbee for her, and she's one of those Australian shepherds that could. I think she's good enough to be in those speed and agility, you know, oh, like trials the shows and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, that dog can catch some air. She can jump five feet to That's catch awesome. her frisbee. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> she comes down and she she has really good form too when she's in the air. She gets up in the air and then she kind of contorts her body, almost That's like cool. those. Who is it that does the? Uh, the, and on the extreme sports, you know, when they go up and they go up on those, what are those things called where they go back? The slaloms or whatever? Yeah. yeah like the half pipes. Yeah, That's half what pipe. it is. Yeah. And they get up in the air and they do some quirky thing and come down. She's kind of like that. Nice. Showing off, showing her form off a little bit <laughs> in the air. Uh, no, she's gotten into this habit of going out. I'll throw the frisbee. She'll jump. She'll catch it. She'll come down. And then she'll decide it's time to take a potty break. Okay. <laughs> so she'll kind of prance off into the woods and I and you will hear me yelling to her, drop the frisbee. Drop Dixie, drop the Frisbee, because otherwise she will take the Frisbee with her. She'll keep it in her mouth as she's doing her dog business. Then she'll drop it right there on the and then she'll come back to me and I'll say, Dixie, go get your Frisbee. And she looks at me like, I don't want to go back there. You know what I'm saying? And so here I stand in my robe and my rain boots trying to hide in the backyard and she won't go get her Frisbee. And I'm thinking, I got to go get the dog on Frisbee. Uh I got to walk across the yard. In my fluffy pink road and my rain boots. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Dixie the crazy dog. Well, guys, we are going to talk a lot about this week um, what's coming up. we got mm-hmm. some exciting things coming up, especially next month. We've got the uh, the Pinners Conference that's coming to Atlanta. That's going to be fun. I've talked about that a little bit. Um, it is really a big show for, for Pinterest, for all intents and purposes. Those that are on Pinterest, those that are uh, actively involved in following Pinterest and doing a lot of the creative things that you see on on the website, uh, this is going to be a day of, uh, two days actually, of classes and um, exposition and uh, lots of things to buy and purchase. Mm-hmm. You know, the women like to shop. Oh, Yeah. Most of wrong us. with that, but yeah, you're right. It, it's going to be yeah. a really fun show to go see because it's Pinterest. There's going to be Pinterest. a little bit of everything there. I'm there sure. will be everything from you know food, crafts, home decor, 
um, I'm teaching a chocolate class. So we're going to be giving away some tickets starting next week. All right. We've got some prizes, so be sure and tune in for that. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to be giving you guys a special promo code where you can go and purchase your admission tickets to the Penners Conference uh, at a discount. This will be held April 21st and 22nd at the Atlanta Galleria. Very nice. Or the Cobb Galleria. What do they call it I now? I think it's the Cobb Galleria. Cobb Galleria. But you just say the Galleria. I think most people Everybody know knows. what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, right? right up there, 28575 mm-hmm. in Atlanta. So it's going to be awesome. And we'll be talking more about that as it gets as it gets a lot closer. Um, also, I was going to mention to you guys, um, I was reading an article this week about something that my children do a lot of and something that I have, because I like to think I'm still young at heart, I do a little bit of this too. Okay. And it's uh, it's binge watching. Oh, yeah. Now, have you done this? Oh, of course. Okay. Who My, hasn't? Well, <laughs> there are some people out there uh, that yes. maybe haven't, but uh, I definitely have. Yes, I've done the whole Gilmore Girls, you know. <laughs> Is that what you watch? I'm uh, guessing not. Not quite. No. But <laughs> more of a Breaking Bad kind of. Yeah. 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 Uh, me too. I actually, I love that show. show. But um, anyway, so we were. T- I was thinking about this concept of uh, binge watching, and it's so very different than the way it used to be. And vastly different than the way it was when I was growing up. I mean, you know, in my household, you had to wait to watch something. If you missed it, let's say you wanted to watch, um, you know, Carol Burnett show or whatever it was that was on on Saturday night. If you missed it, you were out of luck. There yeah, was you, you started no way. hunting, waiting to see if you could find the rerun on the weekend. Maybe if it they to rerun do that. it, yeah. right? And then, but, for, but for most of the time, when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. There's really no way to go back and watch it. Uh, and then I remember when the V uh, the VCR came out mm. in uh, in the '80s, and all of a sudden you could you know you could rent a movie and you could watch it anytime you wanted, right? Yeah, one movie, you know, yeah, you could watch it over and over if you wanted to, right? <laughs> Binge watching is, uh, well, in fact, there was an article about it this week mm. on Slate.com. Okay. And I thought it was very interesting. I was reflecting on what this means to uh, this new generation coming up. And uh, the writer for, uh, I think it's Jim Paggles, he writes for Slate.com. He was a little critical of the concept of binge watching a television show. Really? Mm-hmm. He was. Why? Well, you know, I, I was thinking about that. Because um, you know, there are some people who don't like who kind of look down at like all you can eat buffets because they feel like, well, no, it's too much at once and you gorge yourself and that's not good. It's almost like he's got that kind of criticism hmm. for the concept of uh, of binge watching. Um, here's what he had to say. And you, you tell me if you agree. Now, first of all, in terms of I actually looked it up the, the definition of binge watching, of course, is watching a particular series. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much from beginning to end. In other words, episode after episode back to back with very little breaks in between. Yeah. Uh, other than the obvious bathroom break and maybe stopping to eat occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for the most part, that's what is uninterrupted watching and can go on for hours and hours and hours or even days. Yeah, I've done that before. Have you really? Yeah, lost. Me too. I've, yeah. Yeah. That was my very first experience with binge watching. Yeah, the kids and I basically locked ourselves in the basement one summer and just watched the entire, you know, we were so into and you it. you watch it twice and it still doesn't make sense. Right. It, it always, it still messes it's with my head. It's a confusing head. show, but it's good. I remember that summer because Pam came over and she finally called me and she said, I have been standing in front of your house knocking on your door for 20 minutes. Where are you? And I'm like, oh man. We were, we were like holed up in the basement. You know, we were all just analyzing Lost and watching that series uh, you know episode after episode but um, for the most part what slate.com is saying is that binge watching has become a pandemic that has afflicted many of the nation's college students and millennials 
What is the adverse effect of binge watching? Okay. That's the question here. This is what I this is what I asked myself because you know I I do find it, at my advanced and critical age, as I am a little bit more you know discerning in my <laughs> in my old age that a lot of times people want to take a position on something, um, it, it, almost from. It, I don't know. They just want to be able to take a stand against just it. Just to do it. Just to do yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Really, is it is it this much of an issue that it's this bad for us? What they're saying is that um, it, the, the pro to doing binge watching is some people believe that that way you completely immerse yourself in the world of your favorite show. Mm-hmm. I could see that like with maybe, um, what is it? Um, what is the, ugh, I'm drawing a complete blank here. The, um, why, can I, why can I remember this? The one about the, the fantasy world. Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Thank you. You're right. Yeah, it kind of it. puts yeah. you in the zone a little bit more. Right. Yeah. You get you get you really get into it. And then for me, it's hard to have to then wait a week if you've been watched and then try to go back and watch a, watch a season mm-hmm. the regular way. You yeah. know, you run out of time. So that what they're saying uh, though is that episodes have their own integrity and that it's blurred by watching several in a row. For older ones, yes. For newer ones, I disagree because they know people do this now. Mm-hmm. And so the new way that they're filming episodes yeah. is more movie related to sit down and watch it all in one fell swoop. So they're taking that into consideration. They absolutely are. You have uh, Netflix. Another and reason DVRs. they give cliffhangers and suspense need time to breathe. I'm like, uh, really? You know what? I'll go to the I'll go to the kitchen and get something to drink. That's about all the breathing I need in between episodes. <laughs> and then number three was episode recaps and online communities provide key analysis and insight that you wouldn't get if you're just going from from. I just don't know. watch the show and come up with it on your own. It's a TV show. You know what I say? Sleek.com. Quit being so doggone judgmental. <laughs> I'm going to go home and watch Gilmore Girls tonight. There you go. Six hours in a row, baby. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Guys, we got a lot to cover in the show today, and we'll be right back. Seven Sisters show. I do love me some Whitney. Yes. Right? Yes. She's just she's just awesome. Yeah. I've always loved her music. Is it Miss me? her. Yeah. Another great artist gone too soon. Very true. Isn't that the truth? Very true. I mean, it makes me so sad to think of what some of these artists that we've lost at these younger ages, could. what else could they have done in their lifetime? And it's really you know? interesting to know just how embattled so many of them are. You think, oh, you've mm-hmm. got all this money and fame and everything else. Right. Your life is so good. Right. Oh, you should you know. be happy. Right? <sighs> Money doesn't buy it all. No, it doesn't. I read somewhere that there's a threshold at which you reach um, where the next dollar doesn't really give you any incremental happiness. Like you, we you talked about that. I think we did. You have you need enough to meet your needs, maybe be comfortable. Yeah. You know, but then what you hit a certain point and and you know it's just extra money. It's just extra money, and quite frankly, can can also invite some issues and problems into your life. Maybe yeah, that's true. You know, you got a lot you of can, money. You, you got can a lot finance of the bad. <laughs> exactly. You can pay for the bad stuff. Exactly. Right. But you know what? Speaking of great women. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm every woman. I love that song. Oh, yeah. um, I thought we'd talk a little bit today about something that's out there. I don't know if, if, if folks can really identify her, but she's called the alpha woman. The alpha female. The alpha female. Right. That's something you hear about very often. We hear alpha male. Of course. Right. Um, you know, Dixie and I've had this conversation at home, my dog and I, about Earl, because she treats him like he's the alpha male mm-hmm. in the family. Yeah. I mean, she'll sit at his feet. She'll follow him around the house. And I'm like. I'm here. <laughs> who feeds who's the one you? Who, who's the one who throws the frisbee and then walks right. into the woods to pick it up? Exactly. In my robe and and rain boots. 
you know, exactly. looking like an idiot. Okay, I do this for you, dog, and she still tends to favor. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm. She favors my husband. I guess I'm just. I don't have enough alpha female in me. I don't know. She's a girl dog, right? She's a girl dog. They tend to be more yeah. inclined to like men. Yeah, why and is And male that? dogs are inclined to like women. Maybe. I don't know. I've I don't noticed know. that, though. Well, I'll, she and I will talk about that some more. <laughs> but, uh, but alpha women are out there. They're everywhere. But they may not be exactly what you think. It, it's not necessarily the loudest woman in the room, okay? Or the most aggressive. We oftentimes think of the alpha as being very dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the alpha woman can definitely have some dominant features. But you might be surprised... Um, how she actually earns her her position as alpha female. And this isn't like a mean girls kind of thing where it's just the mean girl. What was that book? Queen Bees and Wannabes? Yes. There was a book that was a while back. That's not, this is actually a positive thing. We're, we're t- putting a very positive uh, sort of twist here yeah. on um, accomplished confident women mm-hmm. and what makes them the alpha woman. So I know that when I say those terms, though, it brings to uh, brings to mind the image of, you know, powerful, strapping women, um, but they're not so easy to spot in a crowd necessarily. OK, so there's an easy way to locate them. We're going to talk about some of the alpha woman's attributes. OK. And you folks out there may determine that they are one or they're not. Yeah, they might be okay. a beta, beta female. I think I have some attributes, but not all of them. <laughs> now, an alpha woman tends to have what... A lot of people refer to as as um, confidence, but it's, it's more of a natural confidence, mm-hmm. something that she develops that comes very naturally. Um, she has a natural sense of confidence, and it's the sense of confidence that causes people to pretty much follow her. Mm-hmm. Okay, she kind of garners that respect without having to push too hard for yeah. it. Okay, people are attracted to that. Now, her confidence is well earned. Okay, and it doesn't doesn't cross the line into sort of bravado or cockiness. Yeah. That's a different thing altogether, yeah. right? Do you remember, I love this, uh, remember um, Animal House, like <laughs> fat, drunk, and stupid's no way to go through life, <laughs> right? Well, same thing here. Loud, bossy, and cocky is no way to go through life either. Well, that's usually you're trying to compensate for the fact that you're not that confident if mm-hmm. you're very bravado and arrogant, stuff exactly. like that. The, you're the, compensating for something. If you're confident, you're kind of quiet and stoic. It's I know, a right? More the word to look and, for. and people yeah. often don't think of, of an alpha male or female as being quiet, and yet he absolutely can be. He, often. she can be, right? Have, In this case, very she, often, yeah. Right. So she's confident because of her ability to get the job done properly, and this also attracts positivity. Ra- basically, rather than telling people what you can do, show them what you can do. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? People are attracted to action, right? They're not just attracted to promises. Right. The person who's actually proven that they know what they're talking about, let's say in the workforce, they can do their job very well. Right. You want to know those people. Right. That garners respect, you know, among your peers. It's very, very true of women. So um, a naturally confident alpha woman. She's not abrasive and loud. Right. Um, She is able to sort of increase her respect from her friends and her peers just by being accomplished and by doing what she does, not demanding it in any way. You know what I'm saying? Now, when confidence is derived from a natural skill level, it's genuine and skilled observers can always tell the difference. You know what I'm saying? So it takes a little bit of skill on our part to be able to recognize who is the alpha woman in the group? Mm -hmm. Why, why, Why do I admire her, right? Is she someone, you know, you, you find someone in the group and you're like, I, I know that person. I like that person. I appreciate what she does. I have respect for her. I'd like to learn more from her or be more like her. Maybe yeah. even model yourself after her. Yeah. All right. And it may not be the person that you think. How about this one, though? The alpha male, a uh, female. Also, her actions appear effortless. So it takes a great deal of practice and hard work to make your actions appear effortless. It's a kind of a skill uh, so that you don't look like you're constantly struggling you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or trying to play catch up. 
like me on the way to the studio today. <laughs> Definitely was not effortless. <laughs> but we got a lot of construction going on in Atlanta right oh now with the gosh, traffic. I know. I don't handle it well. I don't either. Mm-hmm. I have to drive through it all the time. Yeah, you do. Every but you day. Make, but you make a valid point, though, there, that, that the alpha woman kind of, it, it's not... It's different in the sense that usually, you know, the man, the, oh, the, yeah. we got this. And yeah. you're right. It's kind of like the, the almost flowing through it right. swiftly and, like you said, effortlessly, effortlessly. really kind of puts that confidence out I there. agree. And, and this sort of inspires loyalty in other, peop- other people also, especially those that report to her. You know, mm. if she's not freaking out, you know what I'm saying? If she's not flipping out, if she's rolling with the punches a little bit, you know, life doesn't always go the way we want it to yeah. do. But if she navigates those things without getting too upset navigating them with ease, I think that garners a lot of respect. We want to be around people who appear to have it all together. Oh, yeah. Right? She can do these things without falling apart. Mm. Right? Now, she allows... Listen to this. I love this part, though. She allows life's natural ebbs and flows to guide her decision as opposed to trying to force things to happen. She's acutely aware of the fact that nothing works when it is forced and remains balanced in her own decision-making. An alpha woman knows when to make that extra push, right? And she also knows how to fall back, giving life a chance to unfold as it should. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of like when I was raising kids. You got to kind of know when you need to let them suffer like the natural consequences. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? That's tough. <laughs> it is tough, right? You know? But it, you're right. You want to step in and, and kind of force it, but sometimes, and knowing the difference. You know, it's almost like it, the, the equivalent to parenthood would be the child is getting to run, ready to run into the street. Yes, that's when you... That, that's when you jump yeah, in. You don't want them to get you hit by a car. You don't want them to get hit by a car. So you are proactive there. There might be other occasions. Let's say a child is having an issue with someone at school. You might want to wait and see if they can work it out on their well, own. I dealt with this last week. You're sitting on the uh, banister on the porch. Don't do that. You're going to fall off and hurt yourself. Don't do that. You're going to fall off and hurt yourself. You know what? You fall off and hurt. I don't want to hear it. They yeah. fell off. They cried. And I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I told you so. Not going to hurt yourself. It's only like a four-foot <laughs> drop, but I told you so. I know. Well, you know what? That kind of... That, that's got to hurt. That kind of leads into the next one, which basically is um, tell it like it is. Mm. All right. Now, this is one where Southern women face a little bit of a challenge. Okay. So for you alpha females out there that are also Southern, you're, you're walking a fine balance here because people are typically drawn to people who speak truth. Right. Okay. We don't like people that we know are kind of blowing smoke. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. But we definitely know that an alpha woman has a tendency to tell things like she like they are and not sugarcoat them. Yeah. All right. Um, she's not interested in sugarcoating things just to uh, spare other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Now, the Southern woman walks a fine line here because we were born and raised to be polite. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think Southern ladies can do the whole telling the truth and telling it straight, but they do. You do it more... Right. <sighs> Diplomatically might be the right word. I agree. See, I think you can accomplish the same thing without being so blunt. Yeah. You can speak truth without and being harsh. Exactly. Do you see what I'm saying? Exactly. So that's one one way that I differ, I think, in the sort of assessment that an alpha woman is um, doesn't care about feelings and is no problem being blunt. I don't know. I think that you I think you can accomplish the same thing and still maintain a certain measure of decorum and politeness. Absolutely. Kind right? of that pull off into the corner and yeah. you know, listen, honey, this is the deal. This is what we need to work on. What right. do you think? Versus just yeah. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And right. I think Southern women particularly are pretty good at, at saying something uh critiquing in a pleasant way. Yeah. 
Nothing wrong with that, right? How about this? The ability to utilize constructive criticism. An Mm. alpha woman can, she can give it and she can take it. And it goes both ways. She can give the criticism. She also doesn't crumble and fall like a snowflake, (laughs) to use a a contemporary term that you've heard a lot in the news lately. Um, (laughs) She doesn't become a snowflake when criticized. You see what I'm saying? She can take it. She can take it in. Right. Assess the, the, the critique mm-hmm. and apply what she thinks is relevant and discard what isn't and not get upset about it. Good. You know what I'm saying? I totally agree. Absolutely. And she never competes with other women. Now, this one's hard. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you. I don't know that this one is necessarily practical because I think we typically compete to some level almost always. Yeah. But we don't necessarily judge ourselves continually against someone else's I think that's the difference. You see what someone else is doing, say, I want to do it that yeah. way, then you hold yourself to that new standard. Exactly. It's a little different. It's a, yeah, it's, it's all in how you look at it, right? So, guys, are you women out there? An alpha woman? What do you think? We're going to put some of these guidelines on the website. If you're curious and would like to read a, uh, read a little bit more about it, go to radio. No, go to southernsistershome.com, and we'll be right back. Come to the table, Mabel. Now sit up straight, Kate. It's time to eat, Pete. Have a banana, Hannah. Try the salami, Tommy. Get with the gravy, Davy. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Welcome back to the Southern Sisters radio program. Uh, Everybody eats, especially me, (laughs) at my house. (laughs) Dixie eats, too. You know, I I do this terrible. I'm so bad. This is so bad. Do you give her table scraps? uh, You know what? I really can't because she's watching her weight. She wants she wants to maintain her girlish figure. Uh, I <laughs> so she's being very careful. No, actually, she has a, a grain allergy. No, but what I do this, I feel sorry for her. She can only eat this dried food. I mean, it's it's very healthy. It's all meat, you know, no grain or whatever. Yeah. It's very good for her. But I just keep putting myself in her shoes. Would I want to eat the same meal every single day well, my entire life? I might if it was Sloppy Joe's. If it was Sloppy Joe's. I might be okay <laughs> right? with that. I know. That's what we're talking about today. <laughs> that, is what, that is what we were talking about. Guys, in case you didn't know it, it is National Sloppy Joe Day. Yes. Yes. And as well it should be. I do think that the Sloppy Joe is worthy of a national holiday. Yes. Totally the banks, agree. The banks should close. The schools should t- shut down. Send a letter to your representative and Please senator. Please do. <laughs> right. There should be parades in the street for, for Sloppy Joe's. <laughs> I love them. I love them. I do. I have got... Probably 10, 15 different recipes for Sloppy Joe's at my house, including my grandfather's recipe, That's which cool. is wonderful, which was kind of an interesting re- recipe. It had um, like chili sauce and evaporated milk in it, which I know that sounds strange, um, but that gave it almost a creaminess to cool. it, the sauce, um, which I love, and I still make it a good bit. But I've got one today that is my all-time favorite. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a hybrid recipe. I do that. I'll have four or five recipes, and I'll pull what I like I don't know if y'all do that, but I, I, uh, I'll pull what I like out of different recipes and kind of put it together for my own new sort of incarnation. Make like a mega recipe. Yeah, there right? You go. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. There are no rules in recipes. That's what people need to realize. And that's coming from someone who writes cookbooks. I often tell people, if you don't like one of my recipes, tweak it till you do. Yeah. Play around with it. Absolutely. Right? No, the, you know, the sloppy Joe police are not going to come knock on your door. <laughs> If you don't, you know, make it a certain way. And quite frankly, as much as uh, I don't mind a store-bought convenience, uh, this is this recipe is much better than opening a can. Some, I mean, don't get me wrong. Manwich is good. Yeah. But mm, 
Something, something better about something making it yourself. Something a little bit better. We're going to do a whole Sloppy Joe recipe during this segment today. We're going to just round out the meal with my um, superb Sloppy Joes. We're going to do some homemade potato chips. Ooh. Oh, yes. Nice. It's not hard. And we're going to do a roasted corn salsa with avocado that's mm. actually in my second book that is wonderful and super simple to make. We're just going to pull it all together. <laughs> it's happy food. That's how I describe yeah. it. Yeah. My kids were always excited when I told them I was making Plus, it's the, this is like kind of warm weather food. It's just right around the corner. I know, it's right? It's going to start warming up, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. depending on how Georgia feels we about it. We don't know, do we? We really have no idea. <laughs> it's supposed to be warming up It could soon, be anything. So. <laughs> I'm not even bothering to put my clothes away. My winter clothes. It's just all It's all in there. You know? know? One day it's shorts, the next day it's, you know, whatever. Boots and <laughs> six coats. Layers. And six layers. <laughs> Always important to layer. Guys, we're going to start off with a Sloppy Joe recipe, and this will be on the website. Mm. Okay? So if you want to get this recipe later, if you're driving in your car. We don't want you to, you know, get too distracted. You can go to southernsistershome.com and click on the blog uh, to get this fabulous Sloppy Joe recipe. What you're going to do, are you ready? Here we go. Buckle your seatbelts. You're going to add two tablespoons of butter to a large skillet or a Dutch oven. I I prefer to use a Dutch oven. Mm -hmm. And you're going to add two and a half pounds of ground beef and cook it till it's browned. Got it? You're going to drain most of the fat off and and throw that away. You're then going to add one large diced onion, one diced green pepper, and four cloves of minced garlic. You're going to cook that for a few minutes until the vegetables begin to soften down just a little bit, right? You're going to add a half, one and a half cups of ketchup, three tablespoons of brown sugar, two tablespoons of chili pepper, two teaspoons of dry mustard, and about one cup of water. we got to wet this thing down a little mm-hmm. bit. You're going to stir to combine everything and simmer it for about 15 minutes, right? You're going to add a little salt and pepper to taste, and then you're going to stir in about three tablespoons of tomato paste. I usually make sloppy joes the same way that I make spaghetti, and I just use that tomato paste again. Tomato paste. <laughs> Anything that, that only calls for a few tablespoons of something out of a can, I find some way to use up the rest of whatever's oh, left. Yeah. That's just good. That's just good economics, in my it opinion. <laughs> You're gonna turn it, stir in about a tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce and a couple or a couple or ten shakes of uh, Tabasco. <laughs> I like it hot. Yeah, I, I don't do. do spicy like that, so I'd have you to keep do. it down to one or two. I'm guessing you're not putting any chopped jalapenos, and you could. I would put some of that in. I'll tell you what, my girlfriend would be totally yeah? okay with that. She likes the spicy stuff. It's I'm a wimp. Her. I'm no, a wimp. No, it's okay. <laughs> we all like something, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tease you at all about that today. So you're gonna taste the sort of adjust these seasonings as you like, and simmer it all till it's nice and hot. I love to take the um, the buns for the sloppy joes, brush them with a little bit of butter, and Turn them, put them on a skillet, Ooh. right? Butter side down on wow. a skillet and toast them up. Can kind of toast it up a little I bit there. I never thought buttery. about that. That sounds Ooh, delicious. Gives it a little bit of crunch around the edges, a little Ooh. texture. It's delicious. There you go. Now, if you are really feeling like, you know, taking a walk on the wild Sloppy Joe side, <laughs> I would actually uh, heap all that, that Sloppy Joe mixture on top of the bun. I'd lay a slice of pepper jack cheese. Oh. You could even then pop it under the broiler and just melt that cheese a little bit. Oh, my Hello. gosh. Yeah. Wow. I Now, you wouldn't do this, but I would even maybe throw a couple of sliced jalapenos on there. Hello, beautiful. That, that does sound good, though. I'm not going to lie. Well, you know what? The pickled ones are not as, as hot as correct. the fresh. I have learned that. Big difference. I like yeah. the jalapeno taste. It's just the heat. I'm not a fan. Well, you know to, what? If you shot. ever want to put jalapeno in something, just cut it in half and scoop out the seeds and the membranes. That's where all the heat is. Hmm. Right, the rest right. of it. The rest of it, you just got some good jalapeno flavor and without so much heat. Something new today. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jenny. On the Southern Sisters show, <laughs> we're full of information. I can enjoy jalapenos without <laughs> crying now. Yay! <laughs> Little crying's good for me. I mean, when I'm, I'm telling you, when I eat something spicy, my nose starts running, my eyes. I have to have a box of Kleenex. 
It's pitiful. I'm sitting there eating my spicy food the whole time grabbing Kleenex and blowing my nose and wiping my, my tears. My husband just rolls his eyes at me. What is wrong with you? My girlfriend does he the goes, same thing. It can't be good. I go, oh, it's so good. It's I, I so know. good. I know. It's like, what? And I'm honking You're into in my Kleenex. Pain. I know, right? It's good pain. What's wrong with you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about homemade potato chips? See, I always, that always seems like it would be so hard. Like you got to slice them the that. right way. Well, and this you do and that. need to slice them thin, but not as thin as you think. You can do it with a sharp knife. If you have a mandolin, I mean, they make some cheap mandolins out there. You can just kind of, you know, do that little, oh, you know, yeah. slice them that way. If you have a good sharp chef's knife, just cut them into like like one eighth inch pieces. Okay. That's all you really need. Now, now, of course, homemade potato chips are full of natural potato flavor, and these chips are the perfect accompaniment to our um, accompaniment mm-hmm. <laughs> to our sloppy joes, all right? Um, so a one-eighth inch thickness ensures a potato chips that's both hearty and crisp. Mm. You won't be able to eat just one, I promise. Okay. Or five or ten. <laughs> you need two large baking potatoes peeled or not peeled. That's up to you. Okay. I've done it. I've been lazy and just not bothered to peel them, and they're delicious. Sometimes the skin's good. Cut it into one-eighth inch slices with a mandolin or a sharp knife. I prefer peanut oil for frying. You can use the oil of your choice, right? A little kosher salt, some cracked black pepper. That's all you need. Now, you're going to fill a heavy-duty pot with enough peanut oil to a depth of three inches. And you're going to heat the oil to 350 degrees. Now, if you're doing this on the stovetop, sometimes it's good to drop that little thermometer in there so you can kind of gauge that. See what I'm saying? After slicing, you want to pat the potato slices dry with a paper towel. That's important before you drop them into that oil. It'll keep it from uh, spattering. Add the potatoes to the pot in two to three batches and fry them until they're golden brown. Just lift them out, drain them on paper towels, sprinkle them with kosher salt and pepper, and you want to either serve them immediately or store them in an airtight container. Mm-hmm. Heavenly. That you, sounds good. And that, it's that, not. That sounded easy. No. Oh, see? See, that's the thing. It's like that whole thing with the whipped cream. Remember, I was raised on Cool Whip, uh-huh. and I yeah. was like, I didn't even know what, you know, I didn't even know how you made real whipped cream until I was probably 18, and then I'm like, I've told my mother, you have been holding out on me. <laughs> it seems intimidating, but right? that, that, you made it sound I think I could do that. It's I could wonderful. handle that. Now, you know what we can do to round out our, we need some veggies on our plate. Because as mm-hmm. every good Southern woman knows, you need a little green or a little yellow, some kind of veggie on your mm-hmm. plate, right? So we're going to talk today about a roasted corn salad with avocado. Ooh. Now, this is, gives you the taste of summer, even in the winter here. So this it tastes like summer in a bowl. It showcases some of the best ingredients Roasted corn, right? Um, a little green pepper, some avocado. You want to whisk together a fabulous vinaigrette. I use this vinaigrette for lots of recipes. You need a three-fourths cup of olive oil, four tablespoons of lime juice, two teaspoons of ground cumin, one and a half teaspoons of chili powder, and a half a teaspoon of salt and a fourth a teaspoon of black pepper. Okay. Whisk that together and just set it aside. You're going to need six ears of fresh corn, the husks removed. You're going to brush the, brush the corn with some olive oil, Place them on a baking sheet in the oven and roast them for about 30 minutes until they begin to brown. Your oven needs to be about 400 degrees. I'll tell you what I've started doing. I've just been skipping the baking sheet. I've been putting my corn right on the grates in the oven. Oh. It's fine. Okay. It's wonderful. All right. Okay. You allow them to cool when they come out, and then on a cutting board, remove the corn from the ears using a sharp knife. Now, in a large mixing bowl, you're going to combine the corn... You're going to combine three cups of grape tomatoes, a half of a chopped red onion, a half of a green pepper chopped, and one medium avocado, peeled, pit removed, and cut into small chunks. A half a cup of fresh cilantro, chopped, 
and about a half a pound of feta cheese crumbled. Combine it all, drizzle that amazing lime vinaigrette over the top, toss it together, serve it immediately. Or or, or refrigerate it for later. It's really, really, really good. Sloppy Joe's homemade potato chips and roasted corn salad, y'all. It's time to eat. Yes, it is. (laughs) And we'll be right back. Oh, do have a bagel, bagel. Now, don't be so bashful, Nashville. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Show. Oh, now don't turn off the dial. I'm going to talk about something that might make some of you, well, a little uncomfortable. Mm. You might think, oh, she's going to talk about it, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I hate it. You're one of those people, actually. I am definitely one of those people. Okay. I don't want you to be afraid, though, because I'm going to take a little of the mystery out of it, and I'm going to talk about some of the benefits of, yes, spring cleaning. (sighs) Oh, I know. I just, you know, I used to be really cool in Nick's eyes, and now I'm just kind of like that crazy lady that likes to clean. Well, 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 I'm I'm, I'm putting some faith here in you that you will make me less angsty about the spring cleaning. You know what? I think it's all in your attitude. And also, I'm a real big fan of taking things that you don't like to do and finding ways to make them fun. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, usually with spring cleaning, it's just one of those things, the weather starts to get a little bit warmer. Mm -hmm. Ignore the fact that the weather in the South has been crazy (laughs) this year. But, you know, normally cold winter months, the house has been locked up a lot, right? All winter long. The windows have been shut, the doors, everything's airtight, right? And then you get that first day where, you know, the temperatures are warming up. Maybe it's breezy outside. Do you ever open the windows in your house and just let it? Of course. Okay. What, like two weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I know, right? Once again. But you're right. This no, yeah. is a little atypical, right? But normally, and, and you, you figure spring cleaning, I mean, the, the concept of that was that it was a time to sort of throw open the windows, out with the old dust, the old winter germs, mm-hmm. right? And in with the fresh air and everything's new and clean and shiny again, right? That's the goal. My one of my keys to get, one of my keys to getting through a day of spring cleaning uh, is uh, number one, believe it or not, music. Oh yeah. Okay, so I crank the stereo so it is playing throughout the whole house, right? Uh, I plan something fun, maybe for lunch that I'm gonna b- bring in or something. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I don't want to have to stop. It's something I can eat quickly. Yeah. Um, I try to do it on a day when nobody's gonna bother me. Yeah. You know, unless I'm recruiting he- help in the house, like from the kids. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, but Absolutely. they're they're up and out now. They don't. They don't necessarily return home to spring cleaning. A lot harder to recruit with me right? anymore. <laughs> but you know, I personally love spring uh, spring cleaning. It's an opportunity to kind of throw open the windows, let in some fresh air, and make our homes clean again. Here's some tips on how uh, some of the things that maybe we should do. It's not part of our regular cleaning, right? Mm-hmm. But it's something we should probably do once or twice a year just to keep our home spick and span and yep. looking good. Okay, so um, definitely one thing that people don't think about when it comes to cleaning. We th- we think about the things we do every day: the floors, the counters, the vacuuming, right? The carpets, you know, things like the dust fixture, the light fixtures, dusting the light fixtures. True. Okay. Have you ever been sitting and I did this? Have you ever been in a room and you look up at the light fixture and you're like, oh my word, (laughs) when there are 10 dust bunnies hanging off the edge 
right? Yeah. It happens. Okay, so if you got your honey in the house with you, I always tell my husband, you can't get on a ladder unless I'm there with you. I hear too many stories about people falling off the ladders. But you get one person to stand at the bottom of the ladder, the other person goes up. This is a great time to dust off the light fixtures in your house. And see, that's the thing. That's why I'm not a huge fan of spring cleaning, because I'm tall. I'm a bigger guy. Yeah. And, uh... I usually get handed the little extendable duster thingy, yes, and they're like, just reach. Yeah. Oh. Okay, do you know what you can do if you've got globes? You can take those off and stick those in the dishwasher. I've really? done that. Oh, yeah. I pulled them off. I just would be so worried about them getting busted or something. No, yeah, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a risk taker. <laughs> I don't know if you know that about me. You, you wedge them in there very carefully or put them in the top rack. Yeah, okay. I've done that before. It's wonderful. That, that also, like how about this? How often do you wipe off your doorknobs and your switch plates? Huh. Right? Uh, I mean, yeah, wow. we don't think about that so much, yet think how many people touch those things. Mm, right? Good point. How many little germ, germy, germ, germy fingers Ew. have been touching that thing all Ew. all winter long, I right? I have three kids. Another lots. <laughs> lots of germy so, little hands. Another good thing to do during spring cleaning is to wipe down your, uh, your doorknobs and your switch plates. How about the coat closet? Have you thought about that? All right? Good, good time to go in, pull everything out of the coat closet right? Store the out-of-season things, donate things you don't need, throw out things you don't need, okay? Mm-hmm. That's not something you clean every week, but it's certainly something that maybe once a year, you kind of go through those closets. And I, if your coat closet's like mine and it has a little shelf on the top, and I'm thinking about it now, yeah. you should probably take the things down and wipe that shelf off. Not a bad idea. I've never... Ew. Or ask yourself, have I even used the things that are in there? That's also a Right? It's a really good time. How about this? A lot of people don't think about their doormats. Okay, this is another thing that I put on my spring cleaning list is to either take that thing and shake it out mm-hmm. or sometimes it needs to be replaced yeah, if it's just sometimes. really ratty and nasty. You know, they say the best way to keep dust and dirt out of the off the floor of your house is to have a, a, a doormat on the outside and the inside. Yes. Catch it two ways, right? They still get raggedy, though. Yeah. It still happens. Got to replace them every now and then. That can true. be part of your spring cleaning project, right? Now, I always encourage... Throughout the whole house and every room, when you're cleaning, like this, especially if it's a pretty day, open those windows, air out the house, mm-hmm. okay? When you're going closet to closet, remove everything from the closets, sweep and wash the closet floor, put everything back neatly, and once again, this is a good time to identify what you don't need anymore. It's a great time to clean out. When I do this, I am literally dragging a big black trash bag behind me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> yep. inevitably, I find things that I thought I wanted that I don't want anymore, and out they go. How about this in the bedroom? Moving the bed. All right. Or at least getting down on all fours and sticking the the vacuum cleaner up underneath the bed. A lot of times we just vacuum up to the edge. Right. This yeah. is a good time to get underneath the good bed. Point. People don't think about their mattress. Do you know that there are ways to clean your mattress that don't involve hauling it away someplace? Really? Mm-hmm. Listen to this tip, guys. So for your spring cleaning to freshen up your mattress when you're changing your sheets, try sprinkling your mattress with a little bit of baking soda. Right. Let it sit and then vacuum it up. Huh. Freshens and deodorizes your mattress. Huh. Yes. Wow. How about that? How about this is simple? (laughs) Yes, right? Wow. I know. So, how about also this? Um, Laundering your bedding, okay? There are parts of the bed that we tend not to wash as often. The dust ruffle. You're a guy. Do you know what a dust ruffle is? They're talking about the bed skirt. I knew it. I knew it. 
No, no guy seems to know what a dust a ruffle is. Skirt. You were right. It goes between the mattress and the box spring, yes. and it kind of hangs down a okay, little bit. Okay, you do know. But you're right. I mean, you change your sheets, and you don't change. You don't that think thing about half no. The time. But they're machine washable. You can throw that in the washing machine also, or the uh, the, the shams that are on the outside. Of your, you know, your yeah. the fancy pillows, the f- right? The pillows we can't use. Exactly. How about your picture? <laughs> are you not allowed to use them? <laughs> we have one or two. Yes. I'm not allowed to use. Yeah. Well, that's because they're pretty. I know. They're there for looking good. <laughs> Now, how about this concept, taking out, how about the window screens? If you've got Uh, some window screens on the house that you, maybe the ones that you like to open the windows and get some fresh air, pull those things out. I like to hose them off with a garden hose, right? Because they get get incredibly dirty and dusty. Yeah, I think they have the whole outside. Here's another spring cleaning thing that you can do. Hmm. A lot of people ignore the artwork that's hanging on their walls or their, their mirrors. The frames. The, the picture frames, frames on the picture wall. Picture frames. They catch dust. Uh, so you know that handy dandy long dusty thing you were talking yeah. about? That's perfect to go around the, you know? I really hope my girlfriend's not listening to you yeah, right Rebecca, now. Rebecca, are you listening? All these tall high objects yes. and long reach needed for things. Rebecca, I'm have a I'll email list you the list. <laughs> I'll email it to you. You give it to Nick when he gets home, okay? <laughs> He's going to hate me. He's going to hate me. Okay, how about this? Do you even think about the uh, vent covers and the floor registers for your central air conditioning? Actually, yes. How because about that? the 8-year-old has some asthma issues and that's yep. something that they specifically said go through and clean really? out the vents and get your air ducts cleaned yes. too from the professional service people. That's exactly. not a bad idea this time of year. I think it's a fantastic idea. Once again, don't ignore those light fixtures, okay? You got them in every room of the house and it, a lot of times you don't even think to look up there. You know, until you've got spiders coming down. And then you down. do look up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah. how, what was that? What was that? <laughs> oh, just like that. <laughs> just like that. How about the mini blinds? You guys have either plantation shutters or mini blinds or, or you know, of some kind, right? Those get terribly dusty. It's not something you clean every week, but, you know, on your spring cleaning day, you know, you get listen to some talking heads on the radio. There you go. Right? You get wild and crazy with cleaning those blinds. <laughs> Just knock them down. Have at good. it. Let's move on into the kitchen, okay? Mm. Now, we know that we wash our dishes and our utensils. How often do we pay attention to our little, our, our utensil drawers? You know, those mm. little dividers, those things like that. A lot of those can go in the washing machine. At the very least, you need to empty those out, right? Take out those containers, shake them out, wipe out the inside of that, uh, of that drawer before putting everything back, neat and organized. Mm. Right. This is a good time, guys. Springtime to sanitize your cutting boards. Okay. Uh, yes. Right. And there are lots of ways to do that. Baking soda is a great way. Some people use lemon. Um, believe it or not, I have a couple of really great um, acrylic white cutting boards that I love. And sometimes they get stained from tomatoes mm-hmm. or, you know, things like that. I'll put them in the sink and I'll do a combination of bleach and water oh. and pour that over them and let it sit I come back, that thing is sparkling white. Wow. Rinse it really, really good, you know, and Very wash nice. it afterwards. That's right. Sharpening your knives. Okay, this is a good time of the year to start thinking about maybe sharpening your kitchen knives, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes those things get neglected. The safest knife is a sharp knife. Very true. A dull knife is, is actually not as safe. Yeah, you will get snagged and hung and it then will. you cut yourself because you jerked. Or, exactly. Yeah, you tend right. to overcom- if, it's, if it's not cutting the way it should, you tend to overcompensate for a dull knife by putting more pressure, and that's mm. where, you know... People lose fingers. It's not a pretty sight. How about cleaning and organizing the pantry? (gasps) Now, I may be weird, but nothing makes me happier than an organized pantry. I am weird, but Mm -hmm. no, it's true, right? Yeah, the the 
whatever organizational yes. method you've got, you want it that way, and it makes a bit. And then same thing before. There's some things that sit in the back of your pantry you don't touch, and it's got dust building up okay. back there. Just take it out, knock yes. it out, take care yes. of it. You're all good. It's a good. It's a good time of year to think about that. Yeah. So while you're thinking about your spring cleaning, you can be thinking about maybe looking at the expiration dates. On some of those items in your pantry. Very true. How about the expiration dates on those items in your medicine cabinet? Another good thing. That's, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Take your trash bag there and clean that thing out also. Yeah. How about underneath the fridge or underneath the stove? <sighs> Do you biggie. ever think about that? It's a biggie. Yeah. That's where you find everything you spilled in the last year, right? Uh, <laughs> it's the things it's the creeping kids have underneath, underneath right? <laughs> Well, guys, if you have any great spring cleaning tips, we would love to hear. This is Nick's favorite subject. Maybe, you know, we should make this a weekly uh, topic. What do you think? I think we should. The cleaning should. segment. Yeah, maybe, well, well, maybe a hint here or there. Nick is going to ask to be reassigned. That is for sure, if I do My that. to-do list just keeps growing. Guys, we are so happy that you were here to join us on the Southern Sisters Radio Show this week. Shoot us an email. Let us know what you think. Radio at southernsistershome.com. And visit our website, southernsistershome.com. Have a great week.